Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. This oh. is a weird week because, or weird month because the episode, we had an episode that comes out day after Halloween. Yeah. And then we have this episode that comes out like a week before. So this is technically our Halloween episode. This is technically it. Leading up to Halloween. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're the, the prelude. Is that how this is? The, is that sure. what the word is? Prelude? I don't know. I don't know. Wow. Half uh, as <laughs> How are you? A lemon, apparently, Christine. Oh yeah, isn't to be found. I am not here today. This is my my counterpart and your nemesis, lemon. From your head to your toes. That's right. Uh, so I wore this for our Halloween stream. Okay, there's a lot going on. First of all, I appeared <laughs> in Los Angeles. Yes, my arms are tired. And then I went to the apartment, and oh yes, these wow, folks were hiding behind the counter and absolutely. Like, wrecked my nervous system probably for the next month. Yeah. I So, Eva and I, since, since Christine left, only, like, a couple days after uh, the last time Christine was here. Like, last month, yeah. We've been uh, taking this whole time, and we haven't been telling Christine, but we have been organizing our apartment, which, for those of you who... <laughs> No, Christine and I like share an apartment out here, which it's is It's so our, cute. Don't worry about and it. And that's why we drink studios. And uh, it was not looking hot for a long time and during like live rough. streams we would like try not to like people would be like show can we the see room. the apartment we'd show like a corner and be like That's we were squatting it. we were essentially squatting, we were squatting. And, and i so, was sleeping on the f- like a dusty it was like a air mattress but then i would roll off into the dust bowl of the corner it was just like an apartment that like we we got it a week before quarantine yeah. and so like before we knew anything was going to happen so we never got to furnish it and make it a nice home it just ended up being like a squatting space yeah and so uh, I wanted to surprise Christine oh and God. give her like the apartment of her dreams. It was a no joke. Like no joke. I was like, you reached into my psyche from like eighth grade <laughs> and like created. There's literally a a bulletin board with all these like photos of my friends and family. And then at the top, there's like a little bar- barcode, a Spotify barcode, and it goes to Fall Out Boy's greatest hits. Yeah. There's like a poster, a watercolor of Zach Bagans like on the wall facing my bed. Don't worry about it. There's also like a beautiful like mural of elephants behind the bed. I mean, it's really I like. Also, my, my personal favorite. I got you the oh no my favorites are all the ones that you didn't mention so I guess it's a perfect blend because it's the 
I got her a poster of a threat level midnight. Yes. It, it was, uh, these are all on Redbubble, by the way, if you'd like them yourselves. <laughs> you um, can also furnish your own ATWWD. <laughs> you can fashion your own creepy home. Uh, there's also a poster of uh, Mothman, like doing like a, boud- In a, a boudoir pose yeah. and a martini glass. Sexy. And then um, there is, I got you a canvas print of a Lisa Frank Ouija oh, board. Oh, that thing is beautiful. I, it's So that's your bedroom oh, alone. Like and then, all our fan art is on the walls that people have mailed us over the yep. years that were in boxes um, from my old house. Like it is We have gorgeous. a whole cross-stitch wall now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, in the kitchen. It's so cute. So it's all very beautiful. Maybe we'll – I have pictures. We'll think, put them somewhere Yeah, we should here. put photos, and then we can maybe do, like, a tour of it for Patreon at some point. Yes, we I did can... a little bit of a tour on our Halloween virtual yes, party. Yes, and then we did a, a two-hour virtual party, and guess what? I have bad news. I was Boy. blocked again. <laughs> I was blocked again by ZB, who blocked our stream because we were watching Ghost Adventures. I felt that it fell under parody law. <laughs> Apparently, Scripps International had other th- ideas, and so did Zach. We, so we had a, so we had a virtual Halloween party, and I had come up with some games that I wanted people uh, tuning in on the live stream. Tuning in is that what people say? Yes. So? Okay. I'm just gonna say yeah. <laughs> Tune in on the online radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I had games prepped, and one of them was Ghost Adventures Bingo, and so everyone was gonna watch Ghost Adventures together. You could uh, generate this little card. And play so cute, and I feel like I'm the stupidest person in the world because if you follow me on Instagram, I do Marvel Mondays, and it originally started as a viewing party every Monday. Right. But Instagram very quickly let me know that I was breaking copyright laws. Yeah, and they like can hear you all the time. It's very frightening. It's it, apparently they record all of your audio, and they can figure out whether or not it's coming from like yeah. a copyrighted. It's very track. scary stuff. And so when I found that out, Marvel Monday became a Q and A thing for the most part. And so I should have known better than anyone that we couldn't just play Ghost Adventures. And of all people who want retribution against me, it <laughs> we had need to be answers. Him. Answers. Answers. <laughs> anyway, so we reuploaded the stream with that part cut out and a little note. Um, you know, Zach interference. So yes. in any case, it was a great time. Thank you to everyone who came. It was really great. Um, I think like 2,000 people tuned, it was super in, fun. tuned in. Um, people saw us. Uh, you were dressed as Lemon. Yes. I was dressed. Yes, I, and I still am. Still be, are. Haven't clear. changed once nope. since two days ago. And uh, I was <laughs> dressed as... Xenon, oh, that's right. Okay, well, okay. Which, if you don't know who Xenon is... You're missing out. You need to join Patreon and go watch the Space Camp video, which was our uh, birthday celebration This is like Eva. a weird, like, scavenger hunt that we're making you learn things <laughs> to, like... Because <laughs> we're entertained by ourselves, and we're like, you go figure it out. But it is... Xenon was uh, an arts and crafts project that quickly came to life. Xenon is my... I found my version of Lemon. I waited a long time... <laughs> I waited a long time to let myself embrace an inanimate character. An inanimate character. I found her. I love her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really. I think your int- souls are pretty intertwined. I would say. <sighs> oh, she really. She's like the. You know how like Gemini's have like the calm side and mm-hmm. then like the demonic side. Sure. That's Xenon's my little devil on my shoulder. Right, and you're definitely the calm one. And I didn't want to get. <laughs> oh no, I we're both the demonic side. Actually, just to be clear, yeah, just it's double like, Gemini. The balance negatives. isn't there, but I think that's why Xenon works so well. Well, so we made Xenon, and we thought like, oh, she she looks like she's someone who like drinks a lot of uh, pumpkin spice lattes. She loves a good frap. She's like just swerving around in her UFO. Yeah, she does a thing a lot of the time where she'll drop 
she'll drop something on the floor, her cell phone usually, and then she'll go looking for it, but she's still driving, you know? Yeah. And so kind of swerving around. She's like going to the drive, the Starbucks drive-through. Well, really she, living her life. And she, and she, she, the reason we gave her that persona is because when Christine de- decorated her, mm-hmm. um, cause this was a decor, <laughs> this was Christine, Christine's decoration. Arts and craft bejeweled her she together. She had these massive hoops and she had these falsies that went on for days and she had this bright pink lipstick. Oh my God. She's, and the second you said, what a peach. uh, she put on a few falsies so sue her. I lost my mind. Your switch, I've, like you, like I've never recovered. I somehow, yeah, triggered some weird switch inside your soul that, uh, yeah, you're never gonna recover. So I, I didn't want to dress up as Xenon again because if you follow, if you saw the live stream, it was a lot. It was a lot of it effort. Required a lot of body paint. <laughs> so I'm not dressed as Xenon, but I did bring something. And what is, uh, it? is it a frappuccino? I used one of our lovely partners, Vistaprint. No. Oh, you bought a mug. Oh, you know what? I'm so upset my mug didn't come on time to bring. I brought you something. I created something on Vistaprint for you, a mug, but it's not here yet. I got this for you. Let me see it. I'm scared. I want to. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do a thing that's probably gonna piss them off. I'm gonna get a little closer to the camera so they can see it. But I want your eyes to be closed. <laughs> piss them so off. So you don't know what's happening. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna just go to this camera. Okay. I'm wearing yellow sunglasses, so I can't see much anyway. Okay. 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 Can I look? Yes, you can. Here she is. <gasps> and on the back, I put. She put on a few falsies. So sue her. Oh. My God. Here you go. I am quaking in my Rothies right now. She's yours. Really? To drink in the UFO, to oh have a little PSL in there. How did you do that? It was a process. Was it? But now Look we at have her hoops. now we have a transparent PNG of Xenon. Look at her gabbing away. She's oh, I'm hanging so out. happy right now. And now if you're on our YouTube, you can see what she looks like without even having to go look for it like we <laughs> demanded you do. Um so sorry well, to everyone in there that I, I did that. I adore it. I adore it so much. This is my new favorite. Oh, belonging. I got it. I and Eva has known about that also. Eva's known so many tricks Poor lately. Eva. But I I got that and I was like, I am not sure if I'm even going to give it to Christine because I'm so I know. Now it. I'm like I feel bad. But now I'm going to no, I'm going to go on Visprint and get my own again. It's fine. Okay, good. We're we're okay. Well, I made you something anyway. It's a mug and it arrived the day after I left. So clearly we had like the same same cool thought. fun ideas in our brains. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna put it is that it way. A fucking lemon. Well, I don't want it. Well, what is it? Well, it's lemon related. Let's just put it that way. It's, oh no! It's like a cursed object now. Shut up! I've definitely. Okay, well now I, I definitely it. had a few glasses of wine and then decided to create a fun collage out of some fun things and some fun quotes with Comic Sans. But you'll see <gasps> it anyway. It's on a mug. So okay, finally speaking of mugs, this is the last thing we are releasing Halloween merch this week. Presumably, this week, yeah, that's the plan. This has been something we've wanted to tell you guys for a while Ugh. a lot of people have been saying when are we getting new Thank merch God. it's been uh, it's a process merch is a, a process a, a lot of processes a lot a lot trickier of a road than mm-hmm. you're probably aware of because i had no idea until we started doing it yeah but um kirk from work made them yeah. so if you've liked our aesthetic in the past you're gonna love these there's five shirts he's the one who made our logo too right? and our tour yeah we i think god it's like yeah five designs five or new shirts we're also coming out with accessories we've got coasters wine glasses i think wine are glasses. back or at least planning to be back uh we've got some good stuff in when the we're mix. recording this we don't have like the full details yet so it might be like slightly off but follow also, us on social follow us on atwwdmerch.com is a website yes and patrons we're gonna give you a discount 
code. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And so we're going to send that out to all our patrons. So that's another thing. Yes. Um, You get a a discount code. So much stuff to you. There's a lot happening. I'm sorry we didn't do like a drum roll or anything into the merch, but like we just wanted to like rip off the band. We knew we had to say it, and I was like, I'm so afraid we're going to forget to say it (laughs) that I'm just going to. We've been telling them Halloween is the release date. Yeah. Or at least we said like, oh, it's as close as we can get to Halloween. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. This week, at least, <laughs> sometime some announcements from us. Sometime soon, we'll yell it at you. So, anyway, happy Halloween! We're excited. We got a. We have some stories. Yes, sorry for that long intro, but also you've been here for almost two hundred episodes. It's Halloween. It's what, us. What did you expect? And Mercury's in retrograde. I so. wish you would just sit down for a minute and stop getting angry. <laughs> okay, have a cup of tea. <sighs> let me let me um wet in my whistle, Christine. Because That's gross. I'm so excited. Do you want to use this story. mug? I thought about using it, but I wanted to hand it to you, and so I didn't want to pour anything in it because then you would have you'd be holding my tea. So oh, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. I have not been more excited about a story for a while. What? Really? You're also going to get a kick out of this. I have had it in my back pocket for a while. um, And I decided Halloween was probably a very appropriate time. Otherwise, I think I would have waited several more months. I have a... What is it? Is it Ouija boards? Here we go. Okay. (laughs) Close. Okay. Eh, Close in that it's it's of... Similar interest to you. A more interest. I'd say it's oh, more really? interesting to you, yes. Than Elisa Frank Ouija board? Wow. This this is uh something very near and dear to your heart. I'm what? <laughs> what Happy Halloween. This Jesus, is the story of Zach Bagan. Shut the front door. <laughs> Are you being serious right now? Here Wait, is, hold on. Woo, okay. Here is the You should have told me to put biographical my, my drink down before this happened. We we've um we're really testing like our limits here with like Halloween. getting blocked and like technicality because 
I'm just stating facts. I'm going to leave you for the op-eds. Eva, call a lawyer now <laughs> so we can just prepare for the inevitable. <sighs> I learned things. Oh, my god! I think you're going to learn them, too. I'm okay. Because. Oh god. Okay. Listen, if you knew about certain things, you would have. Oh, I screamed about them for the, your entire life. I don't life. think I know them. Tell me. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I'm freaking out. Okay. There's only one big thing that really I had not heard of, but it was very <sighs> interesting to me. Okay. Okay. Let's do it. This doesn't feel... I keep checking if I'm in a lucid dream. I honestly... So, classic me. Nothing changed in three years. I did these notes at 3 a.m. So, I also <laughs> think I'm lucid dreaming right now. So, this is... Quite a retelling. I feel like Zach mm-hmm. Bagan somewhere is like pulling his hair out like somebody's doing something bad. He woke up today having weird vibes. Yeah. He's like, something's off, Something's bro. off. Something's off. Aaron, go find out what it is. Well, he's, you're right, Zach. Something is off. And it's me telling your story. <gasps> so this is the story of Zachary Alexander Bagans. Oh my gosh. He was born. Zab. Zab. Mr. Zabby, he was uh, born on April 5th, 1977 in Washington, D.C. He so would he's, be a friggin' Aries. He's an Aries. That's like, but that makes sense. <clears throat> a tornado. That a, Gemini, tor- a whirlwind. A of whirlwind sorts. Gemini tornado. Destructive as destructive as a whirlwind, yes. And uh, so he was born in Washington. D- oh, God, I'm so excited to tell you this story. I can't even breathe right now. It's, it's not very lengthy, but wow, the quality is there. <laughs> okay. And like, if you've ever wanted to know, we have answers. Answers, answers. There you go. So on his museum's website. Wait, he was born in D.C.? He was born in D.C. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't either. Okay. It's like, all right. Uh, on his museum's website, he, quote, developed a profound interest in the paranormal when he was just 10 years old, scouring nearby garage sales with his mom in search of odd and spooky collectibles. Okay, so far I'm on the same page as Zach. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I love that for you. I, I feel like this is like almost like you know the broadway wicked where it's like in the prequel everything's great so far you like you're, get you're it you're on board you're on board you're on board and at some point we turn some point you fall off the ufo and we <laughs> just keeps going at some point the entire town thinks you're evil um oh, and now you're the wicked witch of the west okay oh fun so yes so and also i wanted to make a joke at one point where i was like wow he has his own autobiography on his website what a loser and then i was like we'd have that <laughs> i'm like pretty sure every website has that but i do love- i just wanted a reason to like jab but i love the energy the though like i keep was, up with the energy though i came in hot with opinions and then i was like i really need to like be realistic here and, and check my own shit okay so like I'm, I'm gonna I'll do that, that part one. for you. No I, wonder. And was like, you need to banter today with me about this because it's pretty <laughs> short. But like, it's not going to be hard for you. And I was like, oh, I mean, it never is. But like, now I get why. I said it with a confidence of a thousand suns because <laughs> I was like, you, I know you're going to have something to say. This is a quote from Zach about his childhood. Ever since I was little, I had these really weird experiences. This creature would visit me in my room as a little child. Cool, cool, cool. It's so vivid to me. I didn't understand what it was. I don't know. I didn't know I could have these sorts of experiences. Okay. Well, I mean, who does, right? Until they do, right? Amen. Amen. That's what I always say. (laughs) That's what I always say. Uh, So Zach was actually raised in Florida. Okay, that makes a lot more. See, that's what I was picturing. His, you know what? It's making a lot of sense. I'm not saying he's currently Florida man, but he left his energy there. That's correct. And that's what's causing all the Florida man stuff. That he still, I'm not saying that he ships in bulk all his hair gel from Orlando, but Mm -mm. like it's possible. And I'm not not saying it. I'm not saying he is best friends with Ed Hardy and that's why he owns all of his shirts. I'm just saying. (laughs) I'm fully saying that though. Maybe is Ed Hardy. I'm not sure. (laughs) Uh, 
What if at the end there was a twist where I was like, by the way. What if Ed Hardy's a creature that visited him in his dreams or whatever? (laughs) It's like, follow my aesthetic. (laughs) Uh, So he was raised in Florida. And then his parents divorced. And I guess it sounded like they split up and one moved to Illinois. And that's the one he moved with. So he ended up going to Illinois. Wow. Um, He graduated from Glenbard West High School. He was a class of 1995. And he moved to Michigan to go to Western Michigan University. But eight months out of it, he uh, dropped out to go study at a different school. Okay. So he went to the Motion Picture Institute to study filmmaking. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So far, again, like, okay, I'm kind of, we're on the same I'm a little scared that, like, I love this journey for you and me, Zach. I I love that I'm hearing both of our journeys at once. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in 2003, so remember, he's in Michigan now. Uh Uh-huh. In 2003, while living in Trenton, Michigan, Zach had what he considers his first paranormal encounter, (gasps) which is interesting to me because his quote from childhood says that he had experiences. Yeah. But I think this is the one that he's referring to in the Ghost Adventures intro where he's like, I never believed until something came face to face with me. But also, you never believed, but also you know all the words. But yeah, yeah. You said you didn't believe, but also this quote says that you always had experiences. So get us together, So guy. explain that, buddy. That's my first dig at you. Don't sue me. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, I would just like a correction. Okay. So he, this was his face-to-face experience, I suppose. Um, he, the spirit was a woman who he later learned died by suicide in that apartment building. Oh, good. And he would see her in his apartment every night. Oh, no, no, Without no, no. fail. No, thank you. So every night at 3 a.m., of course, he was awoken by a woman calling out his name. And not even a week into this, he felt someone touching his back. Oof. And he felt paralyzed. Oof. Um, I don't know if that's, like, uh, figurative, like, paralyzed in fear or, or like, like, sleep paralysis. Sleep paralysis. Um, but he actually, I, this quote is from a Facebook Live that he did. Um... He said, I couldn't move, so I flung onto my back. Wait a minute. You couldn't move, but you flung Wait. onto your back. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay. And I saw her standing at the corner of my bed. That changed everything. <gasps> Which re- I, I want to be like, okay, it changed everything. You're being dramatic. But also it literally no. changed pivotally for his entire life because yeah. he became and like also, Zach Biggins. if I saw a lady at the edge of my bed, I things would change, but not probably in a good way like it did for him. Mentally, spiritually, like, emotionally, I would, I would never be the same. Yeah. Um. Okay, so he, uh, I guess it freaked him out so bad that even though he couldn't move, he got up and ran out into the parking lot. Okay. Um, And later, I guess one of the maintenance men in his building, they were talking and somehow the story came up and the woman that Zach described, uh, the maintenance man was like, that woman literally just (gasps) died a while ago at 3 (gasps) a.m. Oh, no. So... I think it was enough confirmation for him to be officially spooked. Oh, my goodness. So, and again, this is when he was in Michigan and he was in film school. Uh, so he graduated with honors and then he moved to Vegas to make documentaries. Um, and he was obviously doing the side hustle thing. And so he had many uh, side hustle jobs, but the one that everyone knows him for, do you know this? What he did? I know he went on Wheel of Fortune. Is that it? He was on Wheel of Is Fortune. That his side his, hustle. His side hustle was that he was a contestant on a game show. Um, That's no. something I would put on my resume, trying to like <laughs> fill it. Like one time I was and I was working at a show. When I say I was an intern at the Prices Right, I just mean I was a full time contestant. Yeah, you just kept trying to get on the show, right? Um, no, I don't know. I don't think I know this. So he was a wedding DJ. 
<gasps> I did know this. Yes. I did vaguely know this. So he was Sometimes a- people send me the YouTube like to his like soundtrack or his like um, album or whatever. It's really good. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, let's leave it at that. <laughs> so, um, DJ. so he was a wedding DJ and that, I think he actually was a wedding DJ when he went on that game oh. show because I remember when they gave him like, Oh, tell us about yourself. He said something he about did. a wedding DJ. I think he did. Yeah. Also that, if you ever want to like look him up, wow. he looks wildly different because him. he clearly hadn't learned all about Ed Hardy or lifting weights yet. Right, or like... Or hair gel. Anything about his current persona, I guess. Hair it was gel. It was the last real like image of pre, pre-Bagel Bites. Yeah. Um, so yes, he was a wedding DJ, and one of the weddings he did was for a couple, and the groom's name was Nick Groff. <gasps> Shut up. So that is how he Are you for real? met Nick. I yes. had no clue. Apparently... And now he's like the boss of Nick. This is a weird turn. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> let me spin some tracks and also go in the basement. Wow. Um, so once, so they, I guess, at the wedding, started talking about ghosts somehow. How is the groom not preoccupied enough? <laughs> if Blaze were just like behind the, you know, talking, I'd be like, talking to me? the live band. Your about grandma's ghosts. over here. Can you please? <laughs> well, they made some sort of connection, I guess, and it was uh, Kismet. Love it for Kismet. Yeah. And that, and they decided like, oh, we should actually go on investigations and film it, and. Uh, Zach was like, oh, I, I know a buddy. I'm assuming it was from film school. He was like, oh, I know a buddy who can, like, run a camera. His name's Aaron. Oh, shut up. Are you serious? Yep. I didn't know they were all, like, this little Three Musketeer buddy group before. That's, they uh, decided it makes to, sense. They decided together, I think, I'm going to assume it was pretty quickly after they, like, became friends. Like, they had this, like, common interest. Which, again, is very That's weirdly kind us. kind of what happened to us, right? Because we didn't really know each other. Isn't we it? talked once about ghosts and decided we were going to start On a show. On a tractor, of all things, also. Not at a wedding, but, like... A, like Close. The, uh, maybe, like, a, like a, like a... A rustic wedding. Yeah. With Farmer anyway, Bob. This is still a little too much because it's too synonymous to what's happening Uh-oh. with us. Uh, don't worry. It shifts left real quick. Okay. So, they decided they wanted to, you know, start filming... Uh, and once the Ghost Adventures crew was created, uh, Zach decided that he was going to leave the DJ life, although he did not leave the music life. Okay. Which uh, it sounds like this is something uh, you already knew about. Uh-huh. But this was the thing that blew my goddamn mind at three in the morning. I think that I have always kind of known, but I can't actually wrap my head around it. So Zach Bagans is a musician. Yikes. Okay. Yeah. I, I assumed you didn't because had you known and i knew you knew you we would have been talking about but you it for know how years. i do that thing where something will happen and i will just say goodbye and i will never mention it again well, and it then, sounds like something like you must be like lucid I do dreaming this a lot right yeah i do this a lot and then people are like hey what about that like giant thing and i'm like well let me confirm for thing? you okay. zach bagans oh my god is a musician i'm gonna leave a question mark at the end of that <laughs> just like make your voice go a little he higher he makes music let's call it that okay um also i'm not I also feel like I'm lucid dreaming. I can't confirm whether or not he's making music because it's not 10 out of 10. Um, it's an 11 out of 10. I got you. I got you. I feel it. I'm very, it's like not really music. It's, it's kind of like music. techno-y, right? Uh, we're going we're gonna to do it. Oh, oh, oh good. Okay. Um, so basically he has done, they say he's done the vocals for a few music tracks oh, that are mostly oh. electronic. Good. Um, good. Although I will, and I'm going to, we're going to talk about the music in a second, but 
I do want to say when I say he's a musician, I hesitate because it sounds like any song he has been a part of is just like really weird club music and someone like copy and pasted audio from Ghost Adventures onto the track. <laughs> Like it's like clearly him during there are spirit box in sessions. This world we will never understand. It's like he's clearly. <laughs> I like it. It's actually. not even that. It's like he's he's clearly doing an EVP session, and someone like literally just took his what? words right out of the episode. It, it doesn't sound like it's like quality. Like he's not shouting it into a into a mic for the song. What? It sounds like someone made like you know on YouTube where there's those music videos that people make about like their two favorite characters in something. And then they like take every clip possible yeah. of them and like play some really weird sappy music as like yeah. their own little it's really, compilation. It's actually really frightening. Yeah. It's like someone did that, but electronica and Zach audio only. <laughs> it does sound like something I would have done in high school. So I'm <laughs> really glad that it wasn't me unless I did block it out. And I Maybe really, this is all written by it Christine. actually, this is a little frightening. It could have, it could have been me. Explore new possibilities, pleasure zones, and find your vibe at funlove.com. Funlove.com is a leading online retailer of sensual health and wellness products, offering a wide array of premier brands of toys, lingerie, and accessories. I know I've talked about it before, but we received the most lovely gift basket from Funlove. First of all, I didn't know what it was at first, and then when I pulled out a vibrator, I thought, oh boy, this is not your everyday fruit basket. There was everything, I'm telling you, from sexy perfumes to toys to vibrators to lube. I mean, I gotta say, it's like a one-stop shop, okay? If you go to funlove.com and you're looking for maybe a romantic evening, either with a loved one or with yourself, they've got what you're looking for, I can promise you. So what are you waiting for? Explore, discover, indulge, and make love fun by visiting funlove.com. And if you live in Arizona or Colorado, check out one of their 18 store locations. Hey, maybe I'll stop by when I'm in town. And for a limited time, you can save 30% off your first order when you use the code DRINK at funlove.com. Head to funlove.com today and use code DRINK at checkout to save 30% off your first order. Visit funlove.com today. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace Courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So he has collaborated. So the the way we have confirmation that he's <laughs> chosen to do this himself, and this isn't Christine in the middle of the night, okay, thank God. is because... Uh, he has worked with other musicians where apparently all their music kind of sounds this way. Got it. Um, he's worked with a band called Lords of Acid. Oh, good. <laughs> sounds exactly like something that he <laughs> oh, would do. Oh, my. <laughs> and another one called Praga Khan. Whoa. Um, where he was credited as a featured artist, a primary artist, and the vocals. An artist, an artiste. Although realistically, like it's like just giving him credit for the audio that you're using if it were a weird compilation video. Like, oh, well, he's the vocals because I took his audio. Well, you know? I mean... 
whatever. It is what it is. You can Google this yourself and, and you know, you have your own opinion of it. But apparently he himself has an album. I checked on Spotify. It is not there, but it is on YouTube. Yes. It is called Necrofusion. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. And it was released in 2012. The songs uh, include... That's too recent for my comfort level. I'm just going to put that out there. Here are two of my favorite songs because I Googled Zach Bagan's music and on YouTube, all of a sudden it just said Necromance oh, and I saw bye. all of the videos. Um, my two favorites on title alone are In My Dungeon, which is the most Zach Bagan's oh, thing I've ever heard. Oh my God, I'm so glad I wasn't drinking a beverage at that very moment. And I'm very jealous he snabbed this from us because like we we could have used this in some jokey way immortal portal well hey that's good that sounds good that's some good stuff if he pitched that song first i would have been like i'll give that a listen hell yeah well so here here's another song called paranormal energy by lords of acid featuring zach bagans oh my god and here's some of the lyrics oh good i i'm not mentally and psychically and spiritually prepared for this no one is yeah and by some of the lyrics i think i mean almost all of them <laughs> And also tell me if these are lyrics or like his resume. <laughs> I want to prove that ghosts exist. I fully understand the risks. Taunting spirits from the shadow world, getting physically attacked, bloody scratches on my back, getting followed constantly by evil ghosts we cannot see, knowing they are entities, captured on our DVDs, different types of EVPs, strange kinetic energy. Hell yeah, they're extreme. They are fearless. They are mean. They hunt, investigate, haunted places state by state. It's tough, so full of risk. They want to prove that ghosts exist on a guest to pr- on a guest to prove their right. Quest, maybe. Oh yeah, it's just spelled wrong. <laughs> on a quest to prove their right, they deserve to win their fight. Why am I correcting? Hell yeah, they're extreme. Why am I correcting you? Reading? I don't like that. I'm going to assume guest was literally their actual lyrics. Wow, but it literally sounded like a resume. It was just like in like. It was like an English class. It sounded like my eighth grade diary. It was like a. It was like you got assigned to talk about yourself in limericks for a second. And what rhymes with? What quest? rhymes with risk exist? Yeah, close. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Imagine if we wrote a song. It was if if we wrote a song, it was just like I like milkshakes. I like milkshakes. I like milkshakes. I like wine, and then put pony underneath it. There's a ghost. That's the whole song. I li- actually tam tam tam. I actually like that. Um. Someone take all that audio, put it on YouTube, it, give us an album, and we'll feature us as the vocals. Immortal Portal 2. <laughs> Immortal Portal 2.0. 2, because then we can't get sued? Question mark? No, okay. I don't think so. Or we could just change up, like, our portal is immortal or something. The portal is immortal. So yeah. We could just, we'll like, just steal it in a different way. It, we'll just do, like, the like the, uh, the Dollar Tree version of it. <laughs> the discount, the Where bargain. Where it's, like, instead of Cheerios, it's, like, Happios. Bargain bin. <laughs> So, okay. Uh, anyway, so that's some real quote music if you'd like to go listen to it. Wow. Um, I in, would. In 2004, um, just getting back on track if there was one to start with, uh, the Ghost Adventures crew started officially filming Ghost Adventures. So this was in the midst of him also becoming an up-and-coming musician. 16 years ago. <sighs> wow. That's There's 20 seasons of Ghost Adventures right now. Holy crap. They've been doing this a long time. And, like, we're making fun of you, Zach, if you're listening. You're not. But um, <laughs> we are making fun of you. But it's about to 
we're going to turn it around too in a second. Well, I'll, I'll read. I don't have a 20 season TV show. I have no room to make fun. We're we'll as we get further into this, we're going to have a lot of positive things. To I don't say have a you, so one. Be to be clear, I don't have a one season TV show. <laughs> I don't have a 20 season TV show. It's it, if we're going by years, we have a three season podcast. But also, we decided day one to not do seasons. So really, we're still so, on our first season, and we'll mistake. end on our first season. Yep. <laughs> so uh, in 2004, the Ghost Adventures crew started filming. Um, originally, it was going to just be a film, like one movie. Oh. Um, and then two years later, a production company called Four Real produced it as a documentary. Oh. Um, and it came out in 2007. So they made it three years before. Oh it goodness. came out in 2007. It aired on the Sci-Fi Network, or as my dad lovingly calls it, the Siffy Channel. <laughs> um, and it had such crazy rave reviews that they were like, oh, shit, like maybe people. Wow. And I want to say something. This is just a random piece of trivia that I know. Um like I didn't stud- I didn't research it for this, but I just happen to know that before 2007, um, we have to, I would say, give Zach Bagans the credit for the, like haunted tourism because yeah, true. At, because before 2007, it was not common for you to go to like a metropolitan area and have like a ghost tour available. Right. It all started popping up in 2007, and so ah, he really ar- arguably people yeah. freaked out because this might have also been like the first real like investigative production that yeah. people had seen and then cities kind of started making it an attraction as well when they realized people liked haunted stuff so here's my my hat to you zach mm-hmm. i think you created a, literally a whole brand of tourism he's like i know he's like yeah i already that's that. the point thanks for your weird condescending comment <laughs> um so actually the documentary also got the grand jury prize at the new york international independent film and video festival oh. And on October 17th, 2008, so only a year later, Ghost Adventures had its own series on Travel Channel starring Zach, Aaron, and Nick until season 10. And then Nick left and um, Billy and Jay joined. And I tried to find, like, the beef, if there was any, because I was like, if I'm going to do a story on Zach, I need to know. need the hot goss. I need need to know. The girls are fighting, as they (laughs) say on TikTok. So, um but I couldn't find it. They've done a really good job of covering that up. If there was beef, maybe it was all just like a graceful bow out. I'm not really sure what happened. Um, but if you have watched Paranormal Lockdown, Nick Groff is um, the star of that show. So he's doing fine. Um, also, Ghost Advent, this is where I bring up one of our biggest concerns with the show, is that Ghost Adventures often gets criticism for being aggressive or taunting the spirits Mm. um i would like to take this moment for zach to speak for himself and in 2009 in an interview with paranormal underground magazine he said i don't want hang on i don't want the public perceiving us as the taunting provocative ghost hunters he's here we do that only to the bad spirits who we know are attacking the living okay it's like okay but okay. also, like, let me let's refer back to your song, uh, <laughs> Mr. Musician. It sounds like we're in like the worst courtroom ever. <laughs> Hang on. Let me refer back to Exhibit A of uh, Paranormal Energy by Lords of Acid. The first line is, "I want to prove that ghosts exist. I fully understand the risks taunting spirits yep. from the shadow worlds." Okay, but yeah. also you can taunting. move while you ran to the parking lot. So whatever. It's all unclear. Um, here's a fun fact about the Winchester Mystery House. I know it sounds like we're going in a million directions, but I don't care. Um, I certainly don't either. Well, this, this came from originally, I was talking about, um, Ghost Adventures and that he taunts, that he doesn't, he talks, 
he taunts the ghost, but then doesn't taunt the ghost. And then there was a few episodes, like highlights I wanted to mention, but really the only one I want to focus on is Winchester Mystery House, just because it was our first episode yeah. that we covered. Um, and I'm selfish. So uh, <laughs> here's a fun fact that involves Zach and the Winchester Mystery House. So that uh, he investigated that house in season five. And this was the only building where he stopped the investigation. <gasps> like cold turkey. Wait, for real? Um, I think afterwards he might have, but this was the first time he ever halted an investigation. And it was because out of nowhere, he got this like extreme overwhelming sense of grief. Oh no. And he was like, he was so shaken. He was like, we have to, I can't be here. Oh, that's horrible. And then he found out that at at exact same moment, his grandmother passed. Oh, M. Oh no. Yep. And now our hearts are growing three sizes too big for Zach. That was very sad to read. So it's interesting paranormally in that like, oh, it's confirming that like something spooky was going on. But also fun fact has to do with the Winchester house. Also a moment of sympathizing with Zach. So it's a a very weird. Man, he's powerful. This man. I'm on an emotional roller coaster. Same. So in, uh, so getting away from ghost adventures in 2017, let's bring it to a little more recently. Zach Bagans opened Zach Bagans, the Haunted Museum, which yeah. I always thought was like, yeah, he did. Why do you have to throw your first name on it? And like, why not? It's not even like Zach. Ba- is it? Maybe it is. I'm just not reading it right. Zach Bagans and the apostrophe. I think it is Zach Bagans. Okay. Because I, I was going to be like, did you just, it's like saying like M. Schultz ice cream parlor. It's like not M. But M. why not? I mean. You know what? He's got enough money. He can do whatever he wants. It's and also, working. Whatever he's doing is working. To be our fair. asses went there. So like, who yeah, am we, I? Yeah. Uh, so he opened the Haunted Museum, which features a wild amount of, uh, haunted items. Pretty much anything under the sun that is haunted. I assume at some point Zach's estate will purchase. Yeah. And he will one day just collectively own every haunted item. It's really becoming, like, a very scary, like, portal. It is. Immortal portal, if you will. Again, this is where we say nice things about Zach, because that was the most fun museum I've ever been to. It was wild. And talk about, like, like, being, like the top of the industry like you don't there's no one that can compete with you like Mm-mm. if you're Zach, i don't know how he gave himself a name where like the there is no competition and if anyone tries people will be like well there's zach bagans already so why are you trying like when it comes exactly. to like a haunted museum it's like okay you could have like local tchotchkes maybe but like if nobody's gonna zach buy him bagans, out yeah who's gonna buy him out he has bought so when i say that i'm saying like he has literally bought other buildings to put inside of his building yeah um, which we'll he's talk like about. He bought up neighboring buildings. He bought stuff. a neighboring house. He's literally bought other property and then demolished it and then brought it in and rebuilt the right. homes inside of this it's museum. A, it's it's wild. So the haunted house is now inside of his house. Yeah, it's really <laughs> wild. It, it's insane. This place has everything. It has PTD. So shout out to episode 79. Um, Whose name will not be mentioned. The, the doll that we won't talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so which also, if we won't talk about it on a podcast far away, but he literally sees it every day at work, like, yeah. Okay. Hats off. I'm going to either you're dumb, brave or both. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, I'm just going to say brave because I couldn't fucking do it. <laughs> There's also like, he bought like Jack of Orkian's van. Like right. he has everything you can imagine. If he doesn't have it yet, he will at some point. I'm convinced he will buy the, uh, Ed and Lorraine's. Uh, occult museum they had the first one but wasn't there a whole thing that people keep messaging us like they said the one thing they won't do is 
their oh, really? estate will never go to him. I it's so like touching. I don't know what the like right That's information like at least I is. remember because we mentioned once. Oh, I bet Zach will buy that, and all these people were like, "No, he can't," <laughs> because like they won't let him or like. That was probably their last, the I last know, thing they put in their the will. will and the only thing in their will. <laughs> but what's in, I mean, I know Lorraine Warren knew Zach pretty well. Like oh, they, maybe. They I mean, had done stuff together in the past. I could be wrong or the DMs could be wrong. I'm not going to blame you all, but maybe I should. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. All, all I know is like it's, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens, whether or not they're saying it could happen. You're right. At the very least, he'll like, I won't buy the house, but I'll just buy everything piece by piece in there or something. Right, right, right. So, uh <clears throat> Is is so the museum is one of the most recommended tourist attractions. It's voted in USA Today as the number one best haunted destination. Can confirm. I would recommend it to literally it anybody. Great. I would ar- even argue like just go to Vegas just for that. Yeah, it was it was it was next and, level. And then like hop on over five minutes away, and you've got the Marvel well, Museum. and it's true crime too, <laughs> right? Well, and it's true crime too because he has like you know. Yeah. Manson artwork. Oh, uh, he's John got some, Wayne Gacy artwork. Like, he also has some. If you go, you should also be prepared to like true crime because there are some it's really heavy. dark. It's really heavy. It was like fun and games for a minute, and then like you go into another room and you're like, oh shit. And I think they do that on purpose for people to take the museum seriously. Yeah, but it worked. So it worked. Oh, um, you know, what? I just remembered who owns Annabelle. The Warrens. Oh, it was the Warrens. Mm-hmm. Okay, then I don't know what I'm. Never mind. I would. He has. Or to was own it Harold? Him. Oh, it was Harold. Maybe that we said. Oh, I bet Zach will buy him, and then oh, someone yes. was like, "That the guy Her- won't." The guy refused. That's, that's what it is. Sorry. So the owner of Harold the doll is. Oh, by the way, he prefers caretaker. Sorry. He's, yeah. He's Harold's caretaker. Best friend. I don't know. I only know that because he has tweeted us directly. So Ooh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I think he doesn't want. To, that's what it was. Um. Yeah. He's like, no, Harold's mine. Right. Um. Don't blame you. And so, other than Ghost Adventures. Uh, Zach has gone on to produce, direct, write, and or star in other shows, including Paranormal Challenge, Paranormal Paparazzi, oh. Ghost Adventures Aftershocks, Deadly Possessions, Ghost Adventures Graveyard of the Pacific, Ghost Adventures Serial Killer Spirits, Demon House, Ghost Adventures Screaming Room, Jesus. Help My House is Haunted, Destination Fear, and Ghost Adventures Quarantine. And we're going to talk about a few of those. But I want to do my, like, uh... I'm gonna, we're talking about my my personal top three. Okay. So I love Deadly Possessions. I think it's such a great show. Oh, that's the one where he talks about like the actual Li- items, it's, right? It's basically like the best PR for his museum. It's like Antiques Roadshow, but like it's times literally 10. every episode is just a different item from his own museum, and they film it in his museum. Right. We actually saw the filming the set in the oh. museum. We walked past and they're like, oh, and that's where they filmed Deadly Possessions. And like the cameras, "Ah." the lights were all set up. But uh, but yeah, I mean, this man is just all too powerful. (laughs) But uh, and for those wondering, like, why does he have so many like failed shows? They're not failed shows. They're all miniseries. So he he decides sort of. Yeah, he's he's kind of, again, like us in that way where he's like, I have this really incredible project that I'm going to get bored of in three months. So let's just call it a miniseries. Oh, I was like, how is this like us? I have an incredible <laughs> project that's not doesn't sound familiar at all. But the boredom does. The boredom does. I But no, I like doing something like with all your might and then being like, OK, next thing. Well, I love that because it's like a core. Yeah, like. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. So that's what that's kind of what these are. They're like he picks four or five episodes to do on it and then he never that's touches fun. it again. Um. And so that's Deadly Possessions. There's only one season of that, and it's really good. 
Um, on it, he has discussed PTD. Mm-hmm. Um, again, episode 79. I'm only telling the ones that we've also covered for like our own bare minimum promo to a show that you're already listening on. <laughs> um, but he also covered Ed Gein's Cauldron and Bella Lugosi's Mirror, which were both in episode 85 of ours. He covered the Dybbuk Box, which we did in episode 11. And he covered Robert the Doll, which is in episode six. Thank you for writing all that down. Yes. Um, the second one I want to talk about is Demon House. This was a... Uh, production he did in 2018 it's a documentary on amazon prime um and it was made by the ghost uh, adventures crew and their uh their caption is view at your own risk oh great and we actually have from the zach bagans haunted museum an autographed demon house movie poster yes framed in our apartment yes it is that's probably why we're cursed but it is hanging in our apartment signed i it's beautiful if Demon House sounds familiar to you, it's also known as the House of 200 Demons. Um, that is also a... Uh, is that the one in Gary, Indiana? Yes. Okay. And that's... I We have covered that. Um, that's episode 58 of ours. I'm going to um, go listen to that. I'm like... <laughs> it's, the episode is titled WiccaHow.com instead of WikiHow. WiccaHow.com <laughs> and the Return of Rice Pudding 9. Oh, no. Um, so, <laughs> Never mind. I don't want to listen to that. So Demon House, he did a documentary on him investigating this house, I think, while it was still haunted. And uh, it was an, a fam- an exorcism case of a, yeah. a family in Indiana. And all I know, for, I haven't watched it yet. I actually would like to later do a, a, a two-parter on this cool. and cover that documentary. Because I have covered the Amons family case um in episode 58 but i haven't seen the movie demon house um but all i know about it are two things one apparently in this investigation uh the a spirit or something got so angry at zach that it threw something at him and hit him in the head and ever since then that's why he now needs to wear glasses because he's like like, he has like some terrible vision issues now and he's oh, never oh, from it. vision. I thought you meant just to protect his head. No, he like, like got hit in the head and like his like eyes got fucked up. So like now he always wears glasses. What? And that was what they told us that on the tour. So that's yeah, how I remember that. True? that. Okay. I don't know. I heard it on the tour. So there's that. And then the second thing is that that the demon house is the one where <laughs> they demolished it and they brought it into his museum. And one of the exhibits we got to go into is they tell you in advance. They're like this yeah. one we're warning you if you don't want to accidentally pass out or something do not go in this room <laughs> i know some of you do want to accidentally pass out like if you're not willing to take that risk do not go in this space because they literally took the property and moved it into it's a freaky. section of the mansion and then you can they open up a door and all of a sudden you're literally in a basement it it's literally freaky they took the rubble the dirt <laughs> all the original wood posts of like the cellar where i guess the exorcism happened and so you're standing on the ground and the dirt and the rubble. Is of that an the one they wouldn't let us go in? Uh, they yeah, I think it they was, roped it off and said like, actually, we are not allowing people at this time because people keep getting injured. Something we- like that. Yeah, <laughs> I remember we were allowed to peek in, and I remember I just looked at it's the horrible. ground and I have the worst feeling. And like Em and I were like ready to go see anything, and we, I feel like we we went into a room closed off from everyone else and stood alone with PTD and looked from the and fucking we're eyes. like let's chat. Yeah. But yeah, this one I I think maybe we would have been like, mm, yeah, we'll just I, look at it from here. I felt really uncomfortable, so. If you would like to feel uncomfortable, too, you could do that there. <laughs> and then the third show I wanted to talk about is the one where we're really going to sing his praises because... Oh, my gosh. We have... We've said this maybe on the show before, yeah. but, like, it's, we... It's... So, you know, during this season of life, when COVID hit, 
um, Zach Bagans decided that him and his Ghost Adventures team, when originally we were all supposed to quarantine for only two weeks, <laughs> LOL, mm-hmm. uh, they decided, okay, well, we have to shut down the museum, but how about instead of quarantining at home, all of us decide that we're going to isolate ourselves together and we're going to live in the museum for all two weeks and we're going to have cameras running the entire time and do a two-week-long like 24 hours a day investigation on this museum just else, the four a, of us if nothing else he's a business genius truly like, it is the smartest jumped on it right move, away the smartest move i've ever heard of and so like he didn't have any it was just them filming it was them editing it on the fly it was them so it's very like raw <laughs> like, it was really good so it's called ghost adventures quarantine it was a four-part miniseries i've still only seen the first two episodes with you and, and keep they watching fucking, like the first two <laughs> they rocked me to my core they were actually so scary i'm actually very f- afraid to watch the last two by myself i think that i'm gonna wait to be christine with you. and i held each other it, we were literally on that air mattress <laughs> i was telling you about we were on that air mattress like okay okay this is not funny anymore like, this is really frightening for all the bullshit that we say to uh-huh. you zach like i i take it all back after i saw quarantine i was like you know what this guy's like, on bow down i was i was really free like i was freaked out i like to think he's kind of like just another paris hilton where have you seen her like recent interviews where- i've seen she did like a little autobi or a- she did some interview recently where she basically came clean and was like that entire persona you knew <gasps> about me was totally wrong in the interview her voice sounds completely different oh, she was like no. the producers told me to make up a voice they told me to answer like, like play act, this character kind of like ditzy and so wow. she like just made it so clear like i knew what i was doing the entire time i'm actually a bad business bitch and like <laughs> i'm pretty sure zach bagans is the same yeah and, I mean, this he is, knows what he's doing. He knows he has a museum that can't even you can't even begin to try to compete with it. No. He he saw an opportunity with a closed shut off most haunted attraction in the world yep. to himself. Yeah. And it's really it's really good. So he plays into that character. Yeah. He gets made fun of and he plays. Him it and anyway. Paris must text each other all the time. Like, oh, my God. I mean, he's literally dating like Holly they Madison. No right. Idea. So like literally they could probably be pals i feel like they run in probably probably those those uh 2000s a-lister circles exactly. I don't know. <laughs> so uh recently he this is the most uh up-to-date information i have beyond my favorite fun fact which was in 2017 or no not in 2017 uh 2013 um he blocked you on twitter <laughs> Why was I not expecting that? That just uh, oh. so. Oh, all we know about that. We're gonna go there. All we know about that uh, that I'm privy yeah, to say is that uh, Christine texted him a, a few times. I think maybe Margarita's were involved. Tweeted. I didn't text. Tweeted. I wish I, I tried. I certainly tried. tweeted him. I don't know what what the content was or anything. None of us need to know. All that was said was what was said. And the what next morning, was Zach said. blocked her. Yeah, it was actually that night because oh, I was tweeting and suddenly it said, you may no longer tweet this person. And I went, what does that mean? And Twitter was fairly new to me. And so I was like, I was like with my friend Celine and I was like, it won't let me tweet him anymore. And she was like, why? Well, in the words of Zach Bagans with his very first face-to-face experience, it changed everything because <laughs> it he didn't realize, everything. he didn't realize in 2013 he was catapulting himself into 2020 where we talked I about didn't realize it either and here we are um but so that happened and then we got blocked in 2020 uh copyright blocked from our own live stream so yeah that's true he that, continues to make our lives news. difficult well here is the most recent stuff he was actually recently trying to investigate joe exotic's famous zoo yeah everyone keeps tweeting that at in us. oklahoma and because apparently it's very haunted um 
not including all the other suspicions that are going on with Joe Exotic. Yep. Uh, Joe has said apparently multiple times that people love the zoo so much that they would bring their uh, their family members who had passed and they uh, would uh, spread their ashes yes. at the zoo. Wow, what therefore, a weird thing to do. Therefore, a lot of bodies and energy is there and therefore it's incredibly haunted. And Zach smelts out a weird PR op. Yeah, of like, he's very timely with his He's like, activities. let's collaborate. Yeah. Let's do like a little crossover situation. So he was recently filming at the zoo and then filming got shut down in the middle because I guess there was a police investigation that uh, surfaced because dogs started smelling out decay uh-huh, yeah. and smelled human remains. So they had to stop their own paranormal investigation oh my God, oh my God, for it oh to my become God. a crime scene, which, again, is so on the this nose. This is just... It's like he's creating his own reality it, at this point. It's like we're it's like we're just like vicariously living through him, yeah. but then also kind of literally living the same. It's like we make fun of him because he's so much like us. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But like also so much more successful and famous and he's what we want to be and we hate ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what's happening here. But uh yeah, so he uh apparently it became a crime scene and wow. so they ended up halting invest the paranormal investigation. Um, but he did tell the Las Vegas Review Journal that he found unique artifacts at the zoo, which he plans to display at the museum, which doesn't sound right if it's an active crime scene. Um, I just took these, put them in my pocket. Don't worry about it. His exact quote were some of these artifacts are personal effects that used to belong to Joe Exotic and his husband, Travis. Yeah. Um, so that's the, the update on where he is filming wise, but... If that's not enough for you, he has written three books, so get ready for your eyes to do a little dancing. The covers dancing. are excellent. Graphic design work. They, about they as good look as exactly his, like his Necrofusion I was about to say, about as good as the album. Uh, the books are called Dark World Into the Shadows, I Am Haunted, Living, the Li- Living Life Through the Dead, and Ghost Hunting for Dummies, which we own. Yes. Oh, my God. And Our apartment actually, is I like it. It's like kind bad. of a shrine in some ways, I think. It's it is. actually kind of upsetting. I really like Ghost Hunting for Dummies, although I have seen that uh, – I've seen a few videos where people prove that a lot of it was like just straight up copy and pasted from <gasps> other – Oh, that's not cool. I don't know if it was like like Zach had already written about it and then just used his, his own, own words uh. and – put it right back into but, a I mean, different even book the cover, or something. You buy it for the cover alone. It's excellent oh, stuff. Oh, I'm still going to say you should buy it. Yeah. So, um, also, like, just a side note, in case you're, like, living under a rock, there is some really delightful merchandise of Zach Bagans. Um, so if you need a real, uh, I guess, dopamine rush, serotonin rush, <clears throat> something like that, um, the Walt's all over to... Etsy or Redbubble or oh I see like in goods. general just like in not gen- his merch but like no 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 like other people's merch <sighs> you can find art, Zach Bagans say. on some really great stuff mm-hmm. um, including a watercolor above my bed in my new apartment that one is from Redbubble uh-huh. and on Etsy we found a mug that says think this coffee strong have it come fight me in the dark oh god <laughs> that was made by Fugly Barbie um, just to give you a shout out good and uh, good stuff there's a pot holder by Pixel Loot um that says there are things in this kitchen that we will never fully understand (laughs) we want answers that's good but so those are just two but there's also some really like just delicious art that people have created so please go check that out i have a blanket that you gave me i have your face all over it i have there's zach bagan's blanket for you to sleep in this is actually troubling now that i'm saying it all out loud we also have uh shirts with zach bagan's name all over them that's true yeah so uh 
Though Zach doesn't consider himself a psychic medium, he does consider himself a sensitive. Fun fact, he is dating Holly Madison. And also there's a conspiracy, apparently, that he has a daughter that we don't know about. <gasps> what? Um, her name is either Melissa or Missy. Um, what? Or some people, I don't know why. I tried clicking the website and it like went to like a spam link that doesn't oh. like really exist anymore. But you can still see kind of like the little, the first line of it on Google search. And apparently there's a... There's a story out there that he has a daughter named Alexis Michigan Nevada Bagans. What? Which I People I were like, what ta- what states has he lived in? So Michigan was where he had his first ghost experience, and Nevada is where he lives now. Yeah. So Nevada, Nevada. Yeah. I only know this because people like to tweet it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but so apparently that's a little uh, piece of information. I've looked high and low for more information. It doesn't. I don't think it's true, but. It was just something for you to go uh, search in the wow. deep uh, deep web now. And although he's not afraid of ghosts, I'll end on this. He has, throughout his uh, career, made very clear to us the things he is afraid of, <gasps> which are heights, snakes, dolls, wax figures, and clowns. Wow. And that is the story of Zachary Alexander mm. Bagans. Um, this is the best day of my life. Anyway, I'm sorry that was so long, which is shocking because it was not long, but we well, just had a lot to cover. that was my fault, I think. We had a lot to d- discuss. Wow, Em. That was, this is the best day of my life. Happy Halloween. This is the best Halloween ever. I'm like, <sighs> this, you just really brightened my soul. I do what I can. Yeah, that was excellent. Uh, also, I was going to say, um, oh, so there's, I found, somebody showed me this yesterday on Twitter. There's a Reddit conspiracy thread in our uh, subreddit called like general discussion why christine isn't verified on social media and of course (laughs) the top answer is like i bet zach has some sort of like like hand in play if that's the conspiracy theory that we're running with let's run with it i guess right so i'm like and that was the top voted answer and i was like uh or upvoted and um i don't know if i don't know why are you looking at us on reddit no, they like tagged oh, okay. me in it and said we made a promise. Oh, to each I don't other. look through the Reddit. Okay. <laughs> I, I scrolled down to the top comment and went no, going no further because I was afraid it's going to be like she's too ugly for Twitter or some <laughs> stupid shit. And I was like, I don't want to read this, but I did see the top comment was uh, that Zach Bagans was involved in social media, has his hand in, which I'm like at this point I'm I think wouldn't he's be surprised. the mob. I think he's like his own mob. Yeah, he's like his own mob. He's got his own hand in everything. It seems like that actually as much as it's a joke, like might actually be true because again, Twitter and Instagram seem to both not want to let me, you know, he's probably said like, look, I've had to block her a million times already. He's probably so like, can we I just, just what if he just has a list of people he's blocked and he's like, Here. I wonder if I'll ever get blocked by Zach. I'm waiting for the day. Well, it took a lot. I will tell you, it took a lot of margaritas and it took a lot of brazen energy. I had like four followers, so it didn't matter what I was tweeting. And before you go looking, they're all gone. I would love to know. I would love to know his thought process because so many people have stories about getting blocked by him, but like he doesn't know them. Like, why is he? How is he just randomly blocking? I think he's just one of those people. Like the second something like negative just blocked. Maybe. I don't know. It's wild. I mean, listen, I, mine weren't negative, by the way. I was just, like, very interested. in Some people have propagated this idea that I was on there, like, bullying him. I was not oh, no. bullying him. I was just probably being a pest. I was, like, 
I had just seen Robert the Doll for the first time in Key West. I was in Key West, Florida, and we were watching his TV show, and I was like, I need to find him on the internet. And I was like, cool, Twitter, I'll talk to him there. And he was like, no, you won't. And <laughs> that was that. Um, well, also, I'm over it, though. My, uh, That's the fun fact my is that favorite, I'm over it. My favorite closest personal story we have Uh-oh. is that at a meet and greet, we did meet someone who uh-huh. says that she has indeed slept with Zach Bagans. Yeah, and I like, that sent me in a turbulent like headspace. I don't remember your name, but if it was you, please DM us. And I also, have questions. we've already told them to DM us like three times, so I'm yeah. sure it's in there somewhere. It's probably in there. But um, but so that happens. And in one of the stories, I think I forget what episode it was because I'm saying this on the fly and I didn't look up the episode. But we covered the, I think it was called the McRaven Mansion or yeah, something. Yeah, that sounds And uh, one, I think their name was Jay. Yes. Uh, who worked there? Jay was in the episode as as one of the staff who was helping. Um, yes, go, uh, was helping the Ghost like, Adventures crew. I was crew. involved in when they were. Jay filming. listens to the show, or at least did that back then, and DM'd us and was like, "Oh my gosh, I can tell you all about what Zach was like behind the scenes." So like, yeah. we've got we've got our hand in things too. Yes, ZB, Zach. Okay? So jeez. Anyway, uh, that's that. And if you see our live show when we go back on tour. We also mentioned Zach because why not? Because he inserted himself. Mm-hmm. He, Let's just put it that way. <laughs> Buy our tour no tickets whenever spoilers. they come out. <laughs> We actually bring Zach Bagans on stage. We're all friends. <laughs> Surprise. This is a total ruse. Oh, my God. Also, if you went to our show, please don't ruin it and tweet yeah, what we're talking spoiler. about. You guys have, by the way, I know you're about to tell your story. I'm sorry. But no, I do fine. want to take a second while we're on this topic and thank all of the people who have come to our tour. You have been so loyal about keeping things under wraps yeah. because before we made that promise where we wouldn't look at Reddit anymore. Yep. Uh, I had seen people going on Reddit trying to like figure out like what goes on at our show. And every comment was like, I went, but they said they don't want us talking about yeah, it. People are not and, happy about that. And we're and we're not going to say, but we promise it's really good and it's worth Because people were going. like, I bet they're just doing the same story over and over because they're lazy or something. And then people we were did like, not. And we were we so fucking hard on And people show. were like, Trust me, they didn't, but I'm not allowed to tell you what they did. It's been so nice <laughs> to see so many loyal people out there keeping uh, really keeping nice. the mystere. So thank you so, so much. We really appreciate it. And we'll show it to you soon. We will be back with the same show. So I can't wait. <sighs> anyway, I also have a Halloween story for you. This is the story. I don't know. I guess that was a Halloween story. Yes. It was like my ultimate Halloween story. It was, it was what you needed. Yeah, it was what I needed this, this sad, sad <laughs> season of 2020. Um, I have a story called The Halloween Candyman. <gasps> mm, oh, mm, is the ooh. Candyman a serial killer? Spooky. He's a killer. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Isn't Candyman also a horror movie? Probably, yes. It sounds like it. Huh. There's two Candyman murderers, BTW. Oh. There, there's this guy and then um, another guy who I think was a serial killer. I'm not covering that guy right now. Okay. The Candyman Dean Coral is a separate killer. This is not that. This is a different Halloween day <laughs> this one's more fun. This, this one's one. specifically seasonal. This one's festive. <laughs> okay, got it. This one is 1974, Deer Park, Pasadena, Texas. Okay. Thursday night, Halloween, 1974. Children are out trick-or-treating, uh, imagining what 1974 might look like as in terms of, um, you know, candy. Mm. I have a couple fun facts here. <gasps> can, I, can I guess? Yes. Can I okay, guess? so guess what were the big candies um okay well, available in the 70s okay in the 70s hmm uh snickers yes and wow snickers were m- m- created in 1930 i wrote the names of the, or the dates 
Okay, also, I'm just going to do one spoiler. Candy corn apparently was invented in the 1880s. Yikes. No so, wonder it's because it's made of no candles. No wonder it's yeah. disgusting. <laughs> um, <laughs> We're going to get, like, probably the most hate we've ever gotten for what, that statement. I, look, I am not on team candy corn. No, I'm me sorry. neither. Um, me neither. Uh, okay, uh, Snickers and was, oh, Reese's Pieces. Yes, or Reese's, yeah. Okay. Oh, no, E.T. was in the 80s, not in the 70s, right? Yeah, true. Um, but Reese's, yeah. And then M&M's. Not M&M's, I don't think, but at least the big ones, Starburst, apparently were 1960. Swedish Starburst Fish. Old? Swedish Fish and Lemonheads, which makes sense. Lemonheads, I get. And Sweet Tarts. You're a fucking Lemonhead. <laughs> I'm a literal lemon entire body. <laughs> you're not even, the, you're just a lemon body I've right just now. like taken over the whole, <laughs> it's taken over my whole being. Um, So uh, that year also, Bubble Yum mm. came out. Um, And it had that like, punk duck on it with a nose piercing still does yeah coolest thing i've ever seen it's it's fun um so that was the most popular candy the following year 1975 um which is weird because i just feel like gum is i didn't expect that to be the most popular candy but yeah halloween was here's some trident happy halloween (laughs) winter fresh okay (laughs) um also according to reader's digest there were quote persistent false rumors that bubble yum was soft because it contained spider eggs <gasps> and that was a rumor and then the company had to spend over a hundred thousand dollars to try and fight that well i think they probably spent their money Slander. and uh shoved the conspiracy onto something else because growing up my favorite gum was um the strawberry bubblicious oh and yeah. i thought i heard that story my whole life i think life that too. just became like a widespread rumor yeah mm-hmm they gotcha. probably just put it on any yeah gum candy that people enjoyed. I wish I didn't have adult teeth. Like, and by Ew. adult teeth, I mean I don't like know what nerve mean. wise, because it like now like if it's if it's too sugary, All I can't the- chew it. Oh, but bubblelicious, strawberry bubblelicious. That stuff was. <sighs> I to this day, I'm like drooling a little bit thinking about it. It was so fucking good. Yeah, that stuff was excellent. So good and full of spider eggs. Just kidding. That's why I'm drooling. That's actually. a joke. It's parody law. <laughs> Not really. Okay, so um. Candies that had not come out yet. Skittles, Runts, Nerds, Sour Patch Kids were 1985, Airheads, and those Chupa Chup lollipops. Do you know, mm-hmm. know those? Okay. Because hmm. we used to get those from Germany, and I didn't know if that was like a thing here, those Chupa Chup lollipops. I, well, I remember Dum Dums more fondly. Yeah, Dum Dums were more American thing. What about Tootsie Rolls? Like Tootsie Pops. That's how like those are old timey, right? Oh, are they? No, you're probably right. Like, they, that must have been there. Runts. Runts feels 70s. It does. Hmm. It does. Okay. Um, anyway, That's so fa- I like that. A, a lot of fun facts yeah. uh, about Halloween before we just get into the, like the very much not fun facts. Well, I know? thought we were also going towards the costume route and I was going to say Star Wars. Oh, stuff. we're getting actually that's Ooh. the next section. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, great. So um, let's see. The the most popular candy in 1975 was the Bowie Yum. In 1974, it was Blow Pops, which is more gum. What is going on with the I 70s don't know. kids? What is wrong with you all? Okay. So uh, now two. Of, okay. We're in Pasadena, Texas. Okay. Wherever that is. Um, and there are two kids going out to trick-or-treat named Timothy and Elizabeth O'Brien. Mm. And uh, they lived in the Bowling Green subdivision, which is kind of like an up, upper middle class uh, area. And they were trick-or-treating with their dad, Ronald, their neighbor, Jim Bates, and then his son, Jim Bates' son. Mm. So two kids, their dad, and then the neighbor and his son. Gotcha. So we don't know what Elizabeth and Jim Bates' son were dressed up as, but according to the 2014 documentary Killer Legends, which um, 
I watched, I think on Amazon Prime, but it's very good. Uh, Timothy was wearing a Planet of the Apes costume. Ah, okay. Which came out in 1968. I have a milkshake fact. Do you? About Planet of the Apes. <gasps> what is it? Uh... So the original Planet of the Apes that came out, all of the extras were in like those really heavy, like gorilla or er, gorilla ape suits. <laughs> yeah, jeez, Planet of the Gorillas. Um, and so, and it had like they had full face costumes on that they it would have taken forever to take off. The only thing they could drink on set was milkshakes, and they put a straw Stop. through the mask and drink milkshakes. That's shakes. like a nice thing to drink when you're like hot and stuffy. Yeah. But oh, that was that was the only thing that the extras on the set of Planet of the Apes. I would drink. love a behind the scenes photo of the straws like in the costumes. <laughs> I oh. hope it's curly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, how fun! Anyway. I had no idea. Timothy was wearing a Planet of the Apes costume and like a big mask. Um, so according to Cosmopolitan, the do you want to guess some of the? I don't know if you'll guess. I want to. Okay, I'll be wrong, but I'd like to guess. Okay, the big one, the big popular one at the time, for anyway for you costumes, guess. yeah. I would have said I would have said Star Wars. I bet I bet Star Wars was the one that at least Cosmopolitan said was Daisy Buchanan from The Great Gatsby. Huh. I would have never No, I know. That's that. why I was like I'm just going to tell you cuz I, I don't never, think I would have thought Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Right. So. Which I mean, I don't know the year that Star or a Stormtrooper or something, yeah. I feel like it's the right time period for that. Although what year did Star Wars even come out? 78? No, oh. not 78. 70 because this is 74, so maybe we're like... 74, I think, was Star Wars year. Oh, maybe it I just was thinking, came in too close to Halloween to get the costumes out. I don't maybe. Know. <laughs> I, I'm, not a, I'm not a Star Wars head, but I know Clearly. it was the 70s. I <laughs> None know. of us are. And it was earlier than 78 because I liked the show, well, this that was 70s 70, show. <laughs> this was 74, so... Star Wars was a thing for sure. Okay, okay. So anyway, um, I'm taking the... Uh, sorry, I know it sounds like I can't read because I can't because I'm wearing yellow glasses and it's like, whoa, my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, let me get back to my notes. Can I okay. wear them? Yes. They might hurt your head. They're a little tight. Ooh, nice catch. We, could, we should just switch glasses for the Love rest of the show. It. And then you really can't read. So, O'Brien and Bates families are trick-or-treating. They find one house and the lights are off. So they're not sure if, like, the lights are off because it's, like, part of the spooky decor or if the people inside are like in bed and it's sure. done so they're, they're like, like i'm not giving you any more candy than yes me. they're like so we're gonna check just in case so they go and bang on the door no one comes to the door <laughs> we're gonna find we're out for gonna... sure if you don't want to give me if candy you have sweet tarts we will find them <laughs> so they bang on the door nobody comes so the kids go off to the next house and uh ronald is like i'll just check and see if anyone answers nobody answers and he goes and meets up with them uh and he says Okay, I stayed back for for a few minutes. Oh my god, your eyes. Sorry. Em looks good right now. In I case look, you're not on I our look wow. Great, okay. You I'm look f- like you and I are lemon together now. Feeling good as hell. Okay, super super duper. I'm also Lizzo. Also there's that fun fun fact. Not Liz Lemon, Lizzo Lemon. Oh. Well, there shit. Okay. Um so Nobody answers the door, so the kids go off, and their dad says, I'll just wait and see if anyone answers, because they're just, the kids are, like, eager to keep trick-or-treating, so the dad stays behind, and uh, when he meets up with them a few minutes later, he says, good news, somebody did answer the door, and they did have a few pixie sticks left over, Hmm. so he, yes, and so uh, they had those big 22-inch pixie sticks, yeah, the fun, fun ones, so he gives them to the kids. And then there's a boy uh, nearby that he recognized from church named Whitney Parker and who's 10 years old and he gave him the extra one. So it starts raining. Um, so they head home 
And uh, they'd only been trick-or-treating for about half an hour, uh, which sucks because, like, boo. Sure. The rain ruined it, I guess. Um, so before bed, Ronald says, okay, each kid can pick out one piece of candy. Sure. Um, which, obviously, the smart boy the biggest baddest goes, one. I want this giant pixie stick. It's funny how, like, fun size usually means small, which is an oxymoron. So but not pixie fun. sticks fucking went there. They're yeah. like, we know what fun size Fun means. size? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Get out of the way, Snickers. Right. So he's like, uh, he's still in his like Planet of the Apes costume, interestingly. So the pixie stick, I'm just reminding me of the straw. Like the straws. Yeah. It's like basically, okay. He might have known the milkshake fact. He's like, I know what fits <laughs> in my ape mask. He's like, I got to see the behind the scenes footage. <laughs> so uh, Timothy picks the pixie stick, picks the pixie stick, whatever. Um, and so it's like the powdered sugar. So it's like kind of stuck. So his dad like helps him get it out of it's the like banging on container. the container. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a ketchup bottle to dislodge it. And uh, kind of rolls it in his hands and gets the gets the candy out. And um, apparently the candy tasted really bitter. So Ronald oh. grabbed Timothy a glass of Kool-Aid. This is just a very 70s story. Uh, and then all of a sudden Timothy starts to have awful stomach pains oh, and shit. starts vomiting in the bathroom. Was it cyanide? I didn't mean to be like, as you said bitter. And I it remember you saying bitter last was. time. was. Just yes. straight up, like not even mixed with anything. Just direct... Straight up cyanide. So, uh, well, I'll tell you. Okay, I'll tell okay, you. Okay. I'll tell you. Also, holy shit. That's yes. Terrible. Bad. Bad. So he he starts vomiting and then he goes into convulsions and passes out. So of course his dad calls an ambulance. Um, and about 10:30 p.m., less than an hour later, according to a 1974 article by Craig Smizer, who was a reporter for the Houston Chronicle, Timothy had died. Uh, he had been <sighs> rushed to Southmore Hospital, but uh, like on the way to the hospital, died in his father's arms. Oh, come on. It's fucking horrible. Yikes. Um, so Mike called Dr. Joseph A. Jakimzik, is how I'm going to say it. Okay. Uh, who's the chief medical examiner of nearby Harris County. Oh, sorry. To be clear, Mike is the, uh, pa- he works for the Pasadena Police Department. Sorry. Okay. So he, Mike Hinton hears that a, an eight-year-old boy had died. So he calls the chief exa- uh, medical examiner and says, quote, I told him the situation and he asked what the young man's breath smelled like. Oh, almonds? Yes. See, I'm learning things from you're, you. I know. You're you're getting it. Usually, uh, up, other than, I wouldn't have known if you had told one less cyanide story. It was like the last one you told that I, it, like, I cemented retained it. all this. <laughs> also, this fucker sounds like fact. the reason why we have all these stupid rumors every Halloween about it's, like like razors in your brownies or whatever. It's This is literally the story that... This is exactly that. It like this propagated the, the urban legend. And that's Jeez. why there's this story called Killer Legends on Amazon that's like basically these two documentarians um, going to like examine different urban legends and seeing like what the truth wi- was. Fascinating. And like the truth a lot of times is worse or like even just as scary. Right. It has but to start from somewhere terrible. Exactly. Like there's some truth to it. Um, so that is where th- this is like part of that Ugh. yeah very uh, very halloween brand though right very uh, what it, this is like well the done. halloween story well unfortunately done. too because i'm like sadly very sad um but so he says the the medical examiner says what does the boy's breath smell like and he called the morgue and there was indeed a scent of almonds coming from his mouth and dr jakimzik said it's cyanide 
So you are correct. This was later confirmed by a pathologist in an autopsy. Timothy had consumed enough cyanide to kill two people. And it turns out they did tests and the top two inches of the pixie stick tubes had been replaced with cyanide. So like a good chunk Holy uh, shit. was just pure cyanide. And it was the, it was fun size too. So it was like not normal pixie sticks. Right. Like, exactly. It was like, like, like a big cyanide. chunk of cyanide. Oh my God. And uh, the, the, Right, so the rest of it was pixie stick, but then it had been replaced at the top. Right, so, so like the, the part the part thing? that you get taken the, the first, taken first bite, yeah. Oh, <clears throat> gross. so it's really gross. Um, as M is now an expert of cyanide, is an incredibly poisonous chemical. Um, it's been used as a killing agent in gas chambers. It's just a very, very lethal substance, especially for an eight-year-old boy who's just eating it. Yeah. Um, it's been used to lace medicines and that kind of thing in murders. Um, so another Is it also the Tylenol murders? Yeah. In Chicago? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, exactly. And, uh, which is when they used to have the caps that you could open and just put stuff and yeah. close them back up, which is di- different nowadays. Fun fact, that's what they do in movies. I, oh, they like put powdered fake. sugar in it. I, I put powdered poison. sugar in it. <laughs> That's all I know. <laughs> Fun fact. Yep. Um, so, uh, da, 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 da. what was I going to say? Cyanide. I was going to say cyanide. Oh, and so, like Emma said, the almond smell, I think only like 70% of people can smell it. Or There's a certain percentage. I wonder of- if it's the same people who think cilantro is disgusting. Oh, now that would be a fun like twenty three and me fun fact. If you're a super taster, you're also a super I smeller. Wonder. That's a good question. We should we should get some cyanide and try it because I have the cilantro gene. <laughs> we should go buy some cyanide together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, how fun. Because you like cilantro, I have that soap gene. Yeah, 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 yeah. So maybe you could smell cyanide and I Interesting. can't. Interesting. I would love to know that. That's a great yeah. idea. Okay. Well f- Eva, we'll, can we'll you buy some it. cyanide, please? Eva? Eva? I need it on uh I need it in two day delivery, please. Yeah, Amazon Prime it, please. Thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> So uh, another person who headed down to the hospital was a guy named Lieutenant Gold, who was off duty, but heard about the eight-year-old boy that had died and went to the hospital. He also, he was in this movie interviewed, and he said he had a young son himself who was like, looked a lot like him. So he said it just like... Hit him. Yeah, hit him really hard. Um, He said it devastated him that it happened to this child who looked so much like his son. It was just like a very personal connection. Um, And he promised Ronald, uh, Timothy's dad, that he would catch the individual who did this to their son and was like, that's when I like, was like, I'm on this case and I'm going to figure out who did it. Um, There wasn't much time to grieve because the other pixie sticks were still out there, remember? (gasps) And so they're like, well, shit, like if you got four pixie sticks... So, okay, my thought, or, or if I were the chief of police in this situation, I, first of all, I would not know what to do. In but, those glasses, like, you really look uh, like you could be. <laughs> but I at least would know, I would at least assume, oh, this wherever this kid got the candy, I know that it's within so many miles of this neighborhood. Mm, right. So I would at least be like, be able to pinpoint, like it's someone that lives in one of these houses. Yeah, so they did actually end up taking Ronald to be like, which house which house like, did can you, go you remember to? which house it was? Um, so I, yeah, so that does happen in a moment. Um, sorry, I'm, I'm, no, no, it's it's true. That's, too fast for you. You're just like Lieutenant Gold. I know it with those gold Lieutenant glasses. Lemon, that's me, Lieutenant Lemon. Lieutenant Lizzo Lemon. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> oh Lord. <laughs> okay, I quit. Actually, goodbye. <laughs> um, so they were like, "Well, shit," there, and he was like, "There's three more pixie sticks out there. My daughter has one." And then the neighbor's kid has one. And then that boy from church had one. Mm. So they're like, 
we need to find out if they're eating these too and yeah could be dead also Ugh. um like so, a race of race uh, racing against yes the clock. exactly so they thankfully got the one from timothy's sister they got the one from the neighbor but then they had to track down that boy from church um whitney parker and make sure he wasn't eating the pixie stick so his parents are up he's in bed and uh they were like here's the bag of candy go through it and the pixie stick was not in the bag of candy and they're like he probably took it up to his room so they go up to his room fuck the son his mom's obviously freaking out they run in and they find him asleep holding the pixie stick but like he hasn't opened it yet oh my god i know i that was an angel like <sighs> closing his eyelids seriously like, mr seriously. sandman showed up real quick one right one million percent in the nick of time so he it looked like he had tried to open it but like couldn't open it and fell asleep i mean <laughs> that's me with that's, my candy i'm like I can't open that's it. us with like anything <laughs> i'm just gonna take a depression it's nap like, now man that was too tiring for me I'm, it's like when you get like those in death like the kettle chips with the bag and you can't open forget it it's like i just i'm just fall gonna, asleep with the chip tear stained chip bag instead now <laughs> mm, also comforting though yeah um so yeah thank god he hadn't been able to open it so he was okay and was alive which yikes his mom must be traumatized from that Mm. um so obviously uh they're all mortified uh and this pixie stick that the now they have the the other two and it turns out that somebody had stapled them shut because like they had had to open them right and then so they were stapled shut which is why he had such a hard time opening it Mm. um so thankfully at least that um so this obviously like became a huge drama in town um, cause they're like somebody in our small neighborhood is like poisoning children. <laughs> Definitely worth the small town gossip. Yes. I think. This is one of those times when it's actually warranted. Uh-huh. Um, so someone is out there lacing candy with poison. So people are turning their kids candy into police to have it examined. Um, the second, I mean, I'm sure every other parent did this, but like the second I heard that there was a chance the candy was poisoned Yeah, and it, it hadn't yet been a widely like, like traditional urban legend right during halloween i would have swiped that candy so quick i'd have been like we're going to target yeah i'll buy I'll, you candy i'll buy you three times I'll buy you an candy. ice cream cone or something yeah. right yeah yeah so naturally um police went to ronald and like it's tough because he was still like grieve i mean his son had just died but they're also like we need to figure out who's yeah, doing like, this i know you're hurting more than you ever thought you ever would but like now i need you to be as sharp as a tack yeah it's like a really on. tough uh, yeah. line to walk so obviously they're like, well, he he's the one who got the candy from that house. So uh, they asked, what do you remember from getting this candy? And he said he had only seen the person's arms and they were hairy. Ugh. Okay. Cool. Not like hairy arms are gross, but it's like <laughs> creepy that like the person like, like that's, preemptively knew to hide their that's face. That's the only thing, yeah, that he could see. So initially when speaking to police, he couldn't remember which house he had gotten this the candy from, which they're like, okay, yeah, you're probably like in turmoil um and then timothy's funeral came along and the church was packed um he was only a third grader at the time it's really awful uh the o'brien family is obviously devastated um at the service his dad ronald sang a hymn and went on to tell reporters he was all boy he loved football basketball anything he never met a stranger but i have my peace in knowing tim is in heaven now so the following day they take him out again and they're like we want to jog your memory and see if like this time in the daylight you can figure out what house it was so on the third trip around the neighborhood he finally remembered the house and 
Pretty quickly, they learned that the owner of the house was an air traffic controller, and he had not gotten home until 11 p.m. on Halloween night, and there were several people to verify his alibi. Hmm. Over 200 people could verify because he was at work. Was he at a concert? He was, <laughs> oh, my God. I guess he worked at an airport, so like oh, okay. plenty of people saw him, I guess. Um, so he was like, that was not me. I don't know if so his someone, arms were hairy or not. But. So is the theory that it was the wrong house or that someone else broke into his house and tried to look like him? Let's see. Oh, my God. So his wife and daughter had been home that evening, but they ran out of candy, which is why they had turned the lights off. Aha. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, they said no one answered the door. None of us answered the door that night. So with no leads, they were like, shit, this is just like back to this urban legend. A sadistic stranger is out here on a random neighborhood handing out candy and like laced with poison for fun. I don't right. know. So um, the first documented case of something like this happening was in Long Island in 1964, where a woman named Helen File was upset with older kids that were trick-or-treating. So she handed out dog biscuits, steel wool, and poison ant buttons. Um, and she said it was just a joke, but she was found guilty of endangering children. And then following this in the 70s, there were more reports of tainted candy. Um, Some stated that several children have died and hundreds have narrowly escaped serious injury from razor blades. So that was the one that like we used to hear razor blades. I heard razor blades all the time in your candy bars. I remember hearing like LSD and I talked to my brother about this recently. He was like, who's giving out their LSD? Like it doesn't make sense. I mean, I always heard the like, like, oh, people, I always heard either razors and like the candy that you're going to like chomp down on. Or it was that people like people were putting drugs in your candy. It's like who on earth? Why are you, are you sharing giving away your drugs? Expensive exactly. Ass drugs? That's like, like shut up. That theory stupid. doesn't even make sense. Exactly. But I heard it, and some people legitimately in my hometown believed like, oh, I have to check their candy because there might be drugs in there. Yeah, I mean, it's it, like unless it's like anthrax, like what yeah. are you talking about? Like <laughs> ant poison, also, but right. like beyond, or like cyanide or like, cyanide, right but like no, example. nobody's get, handing out their joints. Like no it doesn't make any sense. Like their CBD vape, least, you know. <laughs> well, that oh, that's fun. I would love that. Fun no. fact. <laughs> uh, so um, Timothy's case became like this. I mean, people were basically like, Crazy "This story. must just be this urban legend come true." Basically, um, so obviously it was like wildfire spread on the media. Um, Ronald O'Brien went on to say to the Deer Park Progress, it's so disheartening to think there wasn't more we could do. We thought we were being so careful. We had even wondered if we should go out this year. Mm. So uh, pretty soon information began to flood in that suddenly turned the case in a, a very different direction. 180. The police got a call from an insurance company reporting something a bit odd. Ronald O'Brien had taken out a $31,000 life insurance policy on both of his two, oh no, M's face. Mm-hmm. On both of his two children, <clears throat> just five days before Halloween. That is fishy. And after Timothy's death, he had called the insurance company to ask when he could come collect his check. <gasps> okay, well, problem solved. Yeah. Uh, as the investigation continued, the police also discovered that Ronald was over $100,000 in debt, which uh, nowadays is about is more than half a million Holy dollars shit. in debt. Um, and this was followed with calls into the police reporting that days before Halloween, Ronald O'Brien had been asking his colleagues about cyanide. Okay, so this, like, mystery is no longer a it's mystery. It's no longer a mystery. Okay. Um, no hairy arms. He made it all up. So uh, the police realized pretty quickly this was not the work of an anonymous creepy killer. This man had murdered his own son. <gasps> 
So Tuesday, November 5th, um, which was five days after the death of his son, Pasadena police held a news conference to announce that 30-year-old Ronald O'Brien had been arrested and charged with the cyanide poisoning of his son. So that's why he was rolling it around and messing with it because he said that the pixie stick sugar was was lodged. Mm -hmm. So let me fix it and play around with it and then put cyanide in it. And then no one else had to worry about their candy. No, there was cyanide in all of them. Oh, shit. He just casually was like. Oh, there was okay. cyanide in all of the four That makes tubes. it worse. Yeah. Wow. And he took worse. out a policy on both of his kids because he wasn't sure which one was going to eat the fucking cyanide. It's h- heinous. Like, it's really fucking heinous. Wow. Like, so premeditated. Like, the definition of premeditated. Um. So, but, you know, he tried to play into that urban legend. It was like, I don't know. There must just be some mystery psycho on the loose, you know? I mean, <laughs> It's he, me. It's me, actually. Oh, God. So, I mean, and to think... Did he, he feel bad about it? Like, no. did he... Ugh. If he felt bad, I don't... I mean, he there wouldn't was have killed his time. children. Yeah, there was right. plenty of time to change his mind. Sorry, so I, I'll never understand that. Well, no, right. Don't. Exactly. Thankfully, I'll never understand. Yeah, I don't think we could understand a person who would ever even think to do that. Um, so, as far as motive, they just always said no comment. On June 3rd, 1975, a jury took 45 minutes to find O'Brien guilty of his son's death, as well as four counts of attempted murder on the other children, uh, and he was sentenced to death. Wow. Uh, In a slightly ironic turn of events, uh, he was originally sentenced to be killed, executed on October 31st, 1984, on Halloween. Really? Yeah. Wow. So not long after he was convicted, unsurprisingly, his wife divorced him. Uh, good if she didn't i would have been like what is going going on on? yes you can't find that much on her her name's danine o'brien uh she refused to speak to anyone after the uh after her husband's conviction can you imagine what she's going through i like holy shit she's probably still going through it horrific so apparently she broke her silence to a newspaper called upi she said she remarried four years after ronald's sentence and has since commented i don't hate ronald i just feel nothing my concern during these years have not been for myself they have been with my daughter she has no ties to him i think she has struggled through that but she accepts the fact that he intended to kill her too we refer to him in this house as ronald and he is her biological father only and nothing more she also said there were early signs in our marriage that he was a liar he only admitted to me once that he lied but never about tim's death and remembered once before tim's death that he quoted the bible story about how abraham must have felt about sacrificing his only (gasps) son ew okay sicko sicko wow she actually never cashed the $31,000 life insurance policy to this day because she calls it blood money and sure. like, understandably doesn't want to use it. Right. Um, We're going to do like drive around in a car right. that's like that came out of your son's death. Yuck. Yeah, exactly. So um, while on death row, Ronald was despised by his fellow inmates for killing his own child. Apparently, that's like not a good look even in prison. Oh, even, I've I mean, not that I know, but I feel like it's a uh like an understood thing that like crimes against children yeah if you if you hurt a child in jail like you're like scum of the earth yeah so he was not liked let's put it that way not favored um they would call him candy man which is where he came up with that name i see uh and so the inmates apparently petitioned to hold an organized demonstration on his execution date to express their hatred of him wow that's literally how much they hated him wow uh during his time at huntsville prison when interviewed on tv o'brien said i have stated from the very beginning that i've had nothing at all to do with this i maintain that now if i were to take a polygraph now just like i was from the very first time they arrested me because i have no guilt i'm not worried about what happens to my physical body when i die i know where i'm going this is the worst sentence of all when you consider the victim of this crime, it actually turns out to be me. 
shut the fuck is up. that not the most like that's fucking the most narcissistic yeah. bullshit i've ever heard in my life that's when you know before you even said it i was like this is gonna be something i can't even process it like churns my stomach really so the reporter said you are accused of ruining halloween for everybody and he replied well that's a matter of opinion <laughs> it's like oh it's like, is it's, it though <laughs> it's a matter of everyone versus your yeah. weird shitty opinion yeah, yeah your like non-opinion yeah and just horrible crime so on March 31st, 1984, at 12.40 a.m., O'Brien was officially executed by lethal injection. Before his execution, he continued to insist that he was innocent, and a crowd of demonstrators gathered outside as he died, some even mockingly shouting, trick or treat. <gasps> uh, his oh. final... Yeah. Okay, like, I'm like I'm not going to, like, condone any of this, but I am going to say, like, A-plus on creativity. Yeah. I mean, it's... It's an original... It's hand in hand. Yeah. Yeah. It works well. Nice full circle. Um, his final statement he had written on a piece of paper was, quote, what is about to transpire in a few moments is wrong, exclamation point. Is it? Mm. No, it's not. However, we as human beings do make mistakes and errors, like, I guess, murdering my own child. By the way, I'm only saying no, it's not because this is the bullshit coming out of this guy's mouth. Of, like, yeah. it's a, it was an error. It's like, fuck you. Yeah. Like, like you I am not about? a proponent of the death penalty. Let me just be clear about that. So that's not what I'm saying. But also, what uh, I'm saying is, but don't, we're not sympathizing either with the fact that don't call yourself like, a fucking. You have made a mistake, a simple error, an error in judgment. That right. is not what this yes, is. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah. So the execution. This is what he wrote. The execution is one of those wrongs. Yet doesn't mean our whole system of justice is wrong. Therefore, I would forgive all who have taken part in any way in my death. Also, to anyone I have offended in any way during my 39 years, I pray and ask your forgiveness, just as I forgive anyone who offended me in any way. It's so arrogant and condescending to be like, I forgive, I forgive you. you. Like, it's nobody like, asked for your fucking you're forgivenness. You're a murderer. Like, I, <laughs> I don't I, want your forgiveness. Like, who? Like, we haven't done anything wrong. I'm not what sorry you about? that you're in jail. Uh, yeah. So he said, I pray and ask God's forgiveness for all of us respectively as human beings. Ew. To my loved ones, I extend my undying love to those close to even my daughter that I attempted to murder. Like Christ. <sighs> I mean, Ugh. to those close to me, know in your hearts, I love you one and all. God bless you all. And may God's best blessings be always yours. Ronald C. O'Brien. P.S. During my time here, I've been treated well by all TDC personnel. Okay. <laughs> Cool. He's literally giving a, like a customer service yeah, review. Yeah, a five-star Yelp review. Yikes. And they're like, we don't want to be part of this. Oh, my gosh. So out of fear of what happened to Timothy, trick-or-treating was banned for a long time in Deer Park. And around America, the 80s saw hospitals offering x-rays for Halloween candy. Um, Ronald had basically tried to hide behind the smokescreen of an urban legend. Uh, to this day, he is like a validation of people's worst fears, like parents' sure. worst fears. Like it's possible. It happened, yeah. yeah. However, like, you know, this was a very premeditated, like, he just used that as a cover. It wasn't like he was the guy out there poisoning random. I mean, clearly he was going to poison other children as well as part of his plan uh, or didn't care. They were collateral damage. But anyone, but there could be one person out there who doesn't have a personal goal of needing to get out of debt. It could just be one person who wants to hurt kids. Who, well, so that's the whole urban legend, but the, that's never really happened. Outside. Like this case, he hid behind that urban legend of like, oh, there's mystery men out there giving out poison. And it's like, there's no proof of that anywhere. Right. This was not a mystery man. He murdered his own son on purpose and then hid behind that whole Right. But like you said, it's a validation story. that it's a, it's a valid fear for people to now be like, well, if you did it, someone else could. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, so, yikes. Uh, so... With COVID-19, obviously, who knows what the hell is going on with trick-or-treating. I know in my neighborhood, it's 6 to 8 p.m. I'm still trying to decide 
the best way to handle that. A lot of people are doing getting PVC pipe and making a slide. Yeah, that's actually, I have a photo of that here for our YouTube um, <laughs> because that is a thing a lot of people are doing. Um, so obviously, apparently surface, like surfaces of candy are not a high level of exchanging germs. I don't know, apparently. But obviously any sort of, you know, Touching, touching anything is still dangerous. I wonder if you can get the light bulbs that they use in here and like just put it like on top of the bowl of candy and just dis- have it constantly disinfect. Oh, like a UV light. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> kind of smart. Um, so some people, some other things people are doing, I guess, are scavenger hunts around the house at home, um, costume parades on, like virtually over Zoom, uh, Halloween movie nights, and if you are trick or treating, um, so apparently according to a guy named Dr. Morjani, like I said the transmission of the coronavirus on surfaces is low, but if you are nervous you can wipe down the candy wrappers before your kids touch them for safety purposes. Um and they recommend not allowing children to eat candy as they trick or treat, like eat something yeah, before touching it and put it in your mouth. Yeah, and like you're you haven't had a chance to wash your hands or anything like sure. that. Um, make sure to look through candy because, I mean, this is pretty much all you can do is just to check that, you know, your pixie stick hasn't been stapled shut or right. that the candy hasn't been tampered with. Um, you know, if there's pinholes, discoloration tears in the wrappers, just throw it away. Uh, so it's best to stick to neighborhoods where you know the people handing out candy. That's just another safety tip. And if you are handing out candy, it's safer for one person to do it than have you know, a communal bowl where everyone's grabbing pieces. Uh, and then there's this other idea that some people have done, which is a reverse drive-by Halloween setup, which like people, kids stand in their own yards with their costumes on and then adults oh. drive through and toss candy their way, which is kind of fun. I like That's that. That's like kind of like a parade situation. Yeah, yeah. like an opposite parade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I thought that was kind of fun. Um, and there, there's this YouTube channel called Wicked Makers and they created a candy slide uh, where you can drop candy through a tube and like i said we have a photo of that here um and that's that so i I, it is on in my neighborhood i'm a little nervous because i did decorate for halloween so i'm like i feel like obligated to not like hide in the dark but also i'm like i don't know if that's safe so trying to figure out the best method of Halloween. i like the idea of the slide i think i do too it's fun and also like i mean the I know they make UV UV light disinfectant things for your phones. You could yeah. probably instead of put your phone there, throw a little like fun size candy in there. Just, and just like, like leave it as like a little <laughs> container that's disinfecting. <laughs> and then like to like kinda like dump it into the slide and just send it away. Yeah. I don't know. I we never get trick or treaters because I'm in an apartment. Which right. always blows my mind because I feel like an apartment is the best place to go trick or treating because it's so much I know, access. But there are just so few kids, I feel like, in those places. I know. A lot of cockroaches. I, now that I'm like in a <laughs> They might knock on my door. They they don't need to they knock. Don't, they just don't just knock. walk right they in like knock. they fucking own the place. Yeah. So anyway, happy Halloween. Please be safe. Please be careful. Um, please don't go to Halloween parties unless they're virtual. Really, really don't. Maybe it's just really host a Halloween party safe. and watch uh, Zach Bagan's quarantine or Ghost That's Adventures quarantine. the ultimate Halloween party. You'll have a great time and you'll be very scared by the end. Yeah. Then let us know what you think on Twitter, I guess. Thank you guys so much for listening to our Halloween spooky, spooky episode. Yay. I feel like we really uh, pulled out all the stops, at least with the Halloween live party. If you got to watch that, see me dressed as Xenon. You're <laughs> see getting me to as see a lemon again. <laughs> lemon for the millionth time in your life. 
Uh, and hopefully oh, we did a Ouija board on the live stream. We did a Ouija board. It's still we, up there. And we're also putting out another additional little bonus video on Patreon right. because there was one Halloween activity we didn't get to. And so the next day I went over to the apartment and uh, did it with Christine. So there's we filmed it, yeah. a little bonus footage too yeah. from what should have been the Halloween party. So, and again, we have merch coming out this week and patrons get a discount. So we'll send that your way as soon as we have the code. Mm-hmm. And that's why we drink. At home alone on Zoom because parties are dangerous. The <laughs> end. Halloween is past here after this week. Almost Christmas. Bye. Bye.